0: Alright, I got a question for you. Do you like being told what to do all the time? If you're anything like me, the answer is no. There is nothing more American, nothing at all, than rebellion. I'm not talking about going to Aerosmith with Wooderson in a 1970 Chevelle smoking pot on the football field, dazed and confused, that type of rebellion. I'm talking about tea party. I'm talking about the Declaration of Independence. I'm talking about telling a king... 3,000 miles away to take an aeronautical intercourse or reciprocating pastry. It's a kind and tactful way of telling somebody to go take a flying fuck at a rolling donut. That's what founded America. And our president, Joe Biden, has come right out and said that we are after they, not we, they are after one world order. And that is impossible. That is not going to happen. It's satanic. It's forceful. And a lot of us are not going to stand for it. But what it's going to take is for all of us in the conservative lifestyle that we live to band together stop fighting over your stupid shit with those you have so much in common with I talked yesterday in a podcast a little bit about being a respectable citizen as a horse trainer for example and not bad mouthing all the other horse trainers okay Are there horse trainers that do better than others? Yes. Are there horse trainers that do worse than others? Yes. Are there horse trainers that probably shouldn't be horse trainers? I don't know. I don't give a shit. This is American. If they decide they want to train horses for a living and somebody else decides they want to pay them to do their job, then that's great. Keep in mind that there's always a bigger bear. And everyone is an expert in their field. So, for example, if you are a phenomenal rope horse trainer, if you are, uh, I'll pick on some guys that I know, Zane Bruce, Clay Logan, Miles Baker, phenomenal horse trainers, okay? J.D. Yates, phenomenal horse trainers. Are they good at what they do? Absolutely. Are they respected in their field? Absolutely. Absolutely. Do I respect them? 100%. But yet, none of those guys really ever show a horse at the National Cutting Horse Association Futurity in December. Does that mean that they're... And the cutters are, again, great in their own right. Does that mean that the aforementioned rope horse trainers are bad hands because they don't train cutting horses? No. Now, do I know some phenomenal cutting horse trainers? Yeah, I know a ton of them. Are they very good at what they do? Yes, they are. Does that mean they're at war with one another? No. Okay, I, I seen a deal the other day where there was a, a deal on Facebook about uh, Buck Brannaman. He was a very, very, very good horseman in my opinion. And uh, he doesn't go to the rope horse fraternities although he's a very good roper he does not go to the cutting horse fraternity although his horses will watch a cow he has spent the majority of his life traveling from town to town helping people refine their horsemanship or even begin their journey to just learn how to have an enjoyable ride what he did was in my opinion in many ways he may have had those gold buckle dreams at one time but he gave up a dream to fulfill a purpose does that mean he's bad at what he does no now if we take all of the cutters and all of the ropers and all of the natural horsemen and the cult starters and the clinicians and we put them all in the same room i'm sure eventually we're all going to agree on something and one of those things is going to be our way of life so stop putting everybody at war with one another, bragging about because because you're in an argument. An argument is about who's right, not what's right. Okay, so I live in Texas because I love to be a cowboy, and I love cutting, and I also love roping, and my wife loves barrel racing, and that's what we do. And I had to go here to be able to do a lot of the things I do to the magnitude I want to do them. Am I the best at any of those things? No. Do I enjoy them? Yes. The last I checked, you don't have to be the best at something to enjoy it. Would I like to become the best at some of those things? Well, yeah, I would. But I also realized one day that if I was going to try to be the best cutting horse trainer in the world, I would probably have to stop ranching and I'd probably have to stop roping and I'd probably just have to concentrate on just cutting. I'd have to move to Weatherford, get myself a little 20-acre piece of ground, and do that deal and ride a whole bunch of horses and and enslave myself to that lifestyle and i don't want to so i'm i've become okay with my decision i'm fine with it i love my life Do I disrespect those that do what I just said? No, I do not. As a matter of fact, I respect them greatly because they have paid a price. We all need to get on the same page. If I wanted to be a lumberjack and I wanted to cut down the biggest, tallest lodgepole pines and make big, beautiful log homes out of them or send them to somebody that did, I probably wouldn't live in Texas. I would probably live in Stanley, Idaho. Okay? We all need to learn to band together to tell our government on both sides of the aisle to take an aeronautical intercourse at reciprocating pastry. And that's why I was such a big fan of Donald Trump long before he ever ran for president. Because he was not a politician and he truly loved Americans and he truly loved free enterprise and he truly loved us being able to do whatever we wanted, to buy or sell, go or come as we please, be drunk or sober. Anybody that knows me very much at all knows that I have a huge disrespect for brand inspectors. And the reason being is, it's socialistic. There's about 10 states in the United States that have brand laws. And in order to buy or sell a horse or a cow, you need to have a brand inspector come to your house and be there during the transaction... And write a piece of paper saying that you can sell your personal property of a horse or a cow to your neighbor. They want to be there. And that's not right. I don't need to have a brand inspection or a serial number inspection to sell my chainsaw. I don't have to have a serial number inspection to sell my lawnmower. And I don't need to have a son of a bitch and brand inspector standing there to tell me whether or not I can buy or sell a horse or a cow. And they want to be involved in all your business and control all you do. And that is part of the problem. It violates our constitutional right that every man has certain inalienable rights. The right of life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. If we are going to remain a free nation we need to put our petty differences aside and band together. You will find yourself much more successful and much more Joyous, Not happy, joyous. There's a difference. By congratulating your competitors. If you watch the American Rodeo... And you watch Casey Field... Not win the American by a half a point... In the bareback riding... And clap the whole time that he was being beat... When the man who beat him made a glorious ride... And beat Casey... Casey didn't pout, he didn't throw dirt, he didn't have a sad look on his face. He smiled, stood on the arena floor because he had just made a ride before that and clapped and cheered for the man who beat him. Because as great a bareback rider as he is, Casey Field is the greatest bareback rider of all time. That's my opinion and that's what the history books say and that's what the scores and tallies and the gold buckles say. Gray e. Field is the greatest bareback rider of all time. And as great as he is at that, he's a better person. He's a great person. He's just a good man. And if you guys want to know what it's like to see true sportsmanship, watch the bulldogging at the National Finals Rodeo or at any PRCA rodeo. Those bulldoggers clap and cheer for themselves like nobody I've ever seen. The pats on the back, the handshakes, the attaboys, the fist bumps. They're a glorious group of, of people. The ones at the top. Because they're all happy for one another. They share horses. A great bulldog and horse is not on every street corner. And they band together. And we all need to band together. Because I'm going to tell you right now. I refuse to live in fear. We've got to huge amount of inflation right now we've got a huge economy going right now due to the inflation it's not really a strong economy it's just an inflated economy is it going to crash one day? yes it will it's got to we're going to have a reality check am I going to live in fear of that? no could World War 3 be on the brink of going on tomorrow? yeah yeah Am I going to live in fear of all that? People talk about the second coming of Jesus Christ back to the earth. Am I going to live in fear of that? No. I'm going to keep doing what I do. I'm not going to lock myself in a room. I'm not going to sit here and talk about how all this stuff. Yeah, is it coming? Yeah. So guess what you do? When times are good, you save money. Because when times are bad... You're going to be okay with the nest egg that you saved, number one. And number two, you're going to have business opportunities like you've never made before. The greatest fortunes in history were made during the times of economic downfall. The people that make big money in real estate right now, because it's higher than it's ever been, bought it 10 years ago, or 30 years ago, or 50 years ago, or 100 years ago, because they were in a position to do so. So when it gets bad, it's time to get in. It's all in how you look at it. Everybody wants to get in something when it's good. That's not the time to get in. The time to get in is when it's bad. Because it's going to turn around and come good again. Now there are fads that you need to stay clear of. Make money on them while you can. Remember the the beanie baby fad? Okay? Love you to death, Ma. but, But my mom got in on that. She started storing and collecting all these beanie babies. These little stuffed animals. And... One day they were going to discontinue them and they were going to be worth millions. Well, that was years ago and they're still not worth anything. Maybe they will be one day, but I doubt it. But we need to band together and, uh, you know, I was sitting in a motel room in Graham... in a, in a lobby, not a motel room, in a lobby. I got a motel room and I was in a lobby in Graham, Texas when we moved down there. And... Uh, we were investigating some real estate and I went out that morning early while my wife was getting herself all purdied up I went down to have a cup of coffee in the lobby and I talked to an oil field worker that was staying there and they were all having coffee that morning and I got talking with one of them we were talking about gun control and our rights and, and what not and it was so awesome because he said you know they might take my guns but they're going to get the bullets first and he meant it That man meant it. When he said that, he truly meant it. And I'm on his side. You will not disarm us. I don't want the same gun control laws that Australia has. Do I love hunting? Yes. Do I have to go hunting every day? No. We got pulled over the other night by a police officer in Tipton, Oklahoma coming back from uh, a little trip we made anyways I entered the town and it was a 45 mile an hour speed limit and I was doing 65 and my wife's kind of barking at me you gotta slow down and then here come the Christmas lights and he you know officer friendly pulls us over and there's two cops there one of them walks up on each side of the truck and I'm like he starts you know how fast you were going you know and i played i didn't know this old truck could go that fast you know i mean we're in my wife's truck it's a 2019 dodge ram diesel one ton um i was just joking around with him and he kind of smiled and and uh so there's a gun in the truck two guns in the front seat actually a 223 you know it's a 22 250 and uh and of course my wife's pistol that she takes with her everywhere in case she needs to shoot a bandit. And then there's two or three guns in the back, and the cop sees the rifle sitting there with the scope on it, and he says, is that the only gun in the truck? And we said, no, there's one more right here, a pistol, and then there's a couple in the back seat too. And he says, oh, okay. I rolled down my window because he walked up on the passenger side, and there's another cop on the driver's side. He says, How you doing? I said, I'm fine. How are you doing? He said, pretty good. And I said, well, that's better than being pretty bad. And we have a conversation while this cop takes my license and registration, proof of insurance, back to his car and checks it out, make sure I ain't got no outstanding warrants. And then this other cop standing next to me, he starts talking to me about guns and tells me how his grandpa packed a uh, 19-whatever model 30-30 rifle that had a sight welded on it that he had for coyotes and whatnot on his ranch in Alamosa, Colorado. And it was his weapon from World War I. I said, that's awesome. They were very friendly. They didn't give me a ticket. He gave me my stuff back, said I had a good night, Uh, you know. So, was I afraid of the police officer? No. Did I have weapons in the vehicle? Yes. Were they all, you know, registered to us? Yes. We didn't do anything wrong. The only thing I was guilty of was speeding and I was doing 20 mile an hour over the speed limit and he lets me go because he knows that I'm a decent citizen. He knew that because he's a good judge of character and he can size me up and realize that we're not out to rob banks or convenience stores. We were just a guy who loved American horsepower in a diesel truck and entered his town too quick. But I can assure you that those police officers know for a fact that I will be on their side when shit hits them. And I know they'll be on my side. We're all the same type of guys. Them guys, cops are not bad people. There are some dirty cops, yeah. But most of them, especially in rural America, they're not bad people. They're here for us. And we're here for them. But we need to band together more as Americans. We need to, we need to uh, put aside our petty differences and band together. Like uh, Abraham Lincoln said, House Divided cannot stand. Everybody out there has known for centuries now that if America ever falls, it will be from within its own walls. And we cannot let the liberal left... They want two classes of people. They want about 3% of them to be extremely wealthy and 97% of them to be extremely poor. And I'm not willing to do that. I'm not willing to give up everything I have. There's those out there that have put an article on social media about how by 2035 they want everybody to live in a meat-free world, all plant-based. Well, the reason why is because they know that ranchers and farmers are powerful people because we own a lot of land and we have the ability to feed a lot of people. But I will tell you one thing. I own my land and nobody can take it from me and I own my cattle... And I'll be go to hell if in thirteen years I'm not gonna sit down and eat a steak. I'm gonna because they can't take that from me, and if they do, I will be a dead man. And that's something that you got to remember. Just like on Rocky IV when he goes to Russia to fight Ivan Draga, you know the the, uh, the the big scary Russian that killed his friend, killed that killed Apollo. And Rocky talks to his wife, and she says, You can't win. And he said, Yes, I can. He said, Because to beat me, he's going to have to kill me. And in order to kill me, he's got to be willing to die himself. And I don't think he's willing to do that. Because even though this guy was a big, powerful fighter, his opponent from Russia, he was still a trained robot. He was still a trained robot. And when it come right down to it, no matter what it was, at the end of the day, he was not a volunteer. Rocky was. Ivan Draga was not. And there's nothing stronger than the heart of a volunteer. Ivan Draga was not willing to die himself. Rocky was. And when you have a nation of people, like the colonials and the militia, in the 1770s... willing to die... and an English army that was not willing to die... being forced to be there... we had a victorious nation. So we all need to band together... and I believe that we will. America is the last free place. We are not going to get in a boat and row to Haiti... for freedom. We are not going to get on a plane... and fly to China or Russia or Indonesia of any kind for freedom the only place we have it is here and the only way that God can let his people make that choice to love him and to serve him is to let them be free so he must make sure that he has a free nation but he also needs to know that he's got people on his side willing to fight for his gospel that's where we come in so I want y'all to think about that a little bit because I'm going to tell you right now I've never worn a mask in my life and I will not because it is a form of control my health my body my choice right my health is up to me not you not the government It's up to me. And if I choose to wear that mask, and you can say, well, it's for the safety of others. But hey, your mask works, right? So why do you give a shit if you have one on? If I have one on, you got one on that works. The mask doesn't work. You can't stand six feet away from a cedar tree and not get allergies. Let's pretend you got a mask on. And somebody's walking across the parking lot and sneezes. And the wind picks that virus up and it carries it through the air. And you open up your car door and it blows that virus inside. And it gets on your seatbelt that you're going to strap on and that's going to be eight inches away from your face. But you've got your mask on. You're not ever going to control that. And if that's God's will, you're not ever going to stop it. But I will tell you right here and right now. I won't wear a mask because I won't be controlled. My wife won't. My kids won't. That's just how we are. So you can decide for yourself. If you think I'm an asshole because I won't wear your mask. Guess what? You're probably right. And you probably don't need to be listening to this podcast. Take control. Be yourself. This is Scott Hume from somewhere on the free plains of Texas. Have a good one, folks.